And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Meat podcast. Uh, this week I'm joined by David Rispin and I'm joined by Brian Kelly and uh, later in the week you'll be hearing um, the Loyal Royals uh, podcast. They'll be released in the next couple of days and I will be doing an in-depth um, uh, review of the weekend's hurling action with the man who's not here with, uh, this evening. That is the one and only Kieran Flynn. He is our small ball, small ball expert. Although David Rispin, you uh, you seem to be taking a bit of an interest in the small ball lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm um, I suppose opening up my skill sets and learn a bit more about it because I, I take a lot of stick about it so yeah <laughs> yeah you have to get your knowledge up uh on this week's uh, podcast we'll be running through results from hurling and camogie and football results as well there was a lot of action uh across the the um senior and intermediate football over the weekend with preliminary quarterfinals and relegation battles uh taking place and uh looking back over the results from the hurling as well we might start with the camogie and um, david rispin again you have a big interest in the camogie and uh, we'll be getting to that intermediate final in a few minutes um in the senior camogie semi-finals this week it was kilmessen taking on boards mill kilmessen of course, uh, the kingpins of, of Camogie in, in Mead coming away with a huge victory, 2-14 to Boards Mills, five points. Uh, a quite convincing win there, a 15-point win for Kilmessen. And then in the second of the semi-finals, it was Rathote taking on Nafina. It was Nafina who came out victorious, scoring 111 to Rathote's two goals and six points and uh, a two-point loss there for Rathote. Brian Kelly, you had something interesting in that. Uh, uh, Rathote lost in two semi-finals on the weekend, was it? Yeah, it was a tough week for the Rathote players. They lost an intermediate football semi-final on Wednesday night and then the intermediate camogie, senior camogie this weekend. Two points in one game and one point in the other. Like very small margins, and to lose the two games by that margin is very tough to take. It is indeed. It's uh, uh, not a great week for the Rotot Club um, on the Camogie front and on the football front for the ladies. Uh, moving on to the intermediate final, and uh, this uh, took place yesterday, David Rispin, was it? Um, it was it was it yesterday? Yesterday in trim, yeah. It was in trim yesterday. Did you go to this game? No, I didn't get to it. No, no you didn't get to it. But you managed to meet up with the victorious Kiltail team afterwards. Uh, they they won on the scoreline two goals and six to Kildalki's two goals and four two point victory there for the Kildale Kiltail lassies. And uh, you managed to catch up with Aidan Smith and Kira Donahue after the game, uh, David. Yeah, we we were in Marcy's um end of year kind of session ourselves and. They just so happened to come in and uh, 
I thought it'd be a good opportunity to grab the two girls for a quick interview before they got too mental. <laughs> um, <laughs> to and, grab them uh, and have an interview. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they, they were fine. Like they were, they, they actually spoke really well, and so did I, which <laughs> I was most surprised at. Yeah, and but, if you if you, yeah. you don't want to hear that interview, it'll be going out on our Hurling podcast uh, uh, on the Loyal Royals. So um, a really good in- interview there with Aideen Smith and Kira Donahue, and he gets into the fact that they're dual players and. Ask them what's the difference between the two sports. Well, sure, I wouldn't know what the difference is. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Listen back to the interview. And, uh, was this like camogie for dummies or something? <laughs> it's like a starter pack for me. <laughs> you know, you're, you're two dual players and, uh, you know, um, you play the football and you play the camogie. Can you tell me what the difference is between them? <laughs> One has a stick... Uh, David and one doesn't <laughs> that's that's a big difference I got that much yourself. actually yeah cheers but uh, <laughs> if you do want to hear that uh, very entertaining interview um, look out for our Loyal Royals podcast during the week um, where David Rispin caught up with Aideen Smith and Kira Donoghue from the Victorious Kiltail team um, and uh, uh, we'll also have interviews from the Hurling Championship from the Ted Murtha um uh, senior hurling and the Uniflu intermediate hurling as well, um, where our small ball, small ball expert David, I can't, I can't, even, I can't even say it, the small ball expert Kieran Flynn, um, will be sitting down to go through the the weekend's events in the hurling. Uh, moving on to those results, I'll just give out those results from the hurling from this weekend in the um, junior two quarter final. Um, Nafina uh, beat Dundry in a scoreline of two goals and 14 to Dundry's one goal and 10 and Nafina now will face off against Boards Mill in the semi-final of the junior two and in the other semi-final St Pat's were taking on Kildaki and St Pat's came away with the victory here uh, getting the, the the East Mead team uh, giving the East Mead team a four point victory 111 to Kildaki's 10 points so um, I, I think that was one that um, Kieran Flynn predicted last week was that St Pat's would beat Kildaki. Um, moving on then to the K2 Windows and Doors Junior Final that took place. I think it was today, wasn't it, Brian Kelly? It was indeed. Um, Kaline one goal in sixteen. St Peter's Dunboyne two goals and nine. Um, moving on then to the Uniflu Intermediate Semi Finals. Dundry came away with the victory over Drumree. This game was in trim on Saturday. Dundry two goals and twelve. Drumree one goal and ten. And then Clonagale again uh, coming away with the victory over Gale Column Kills of Kells. It was uh, Clonagale 20 points, Gale Column Kill 9 points. That game was played in Park Tolchin, and I think that was one that Kieran Flynn had predicted as well. A Clonagale victory there. And then the Ted Murtha uh, senior uh, hurling semi finals. Kiltail and Trim, a repeat of last year's um, senior final. That game took place today in Park Tolchin and it was an absolute cracker by the sounds of things. Kiltail 3-16, Trim 3 goals on 14 and Trim just not able to get over the line there against Kiltail. Two point victory for the hurling kingpins of Mead, uh, Kiltail. And then Kildaki came away with a very strong victory over Longwood. It was 4 goals and 19 points to Longwood's 1 goal and 11. So it's going to be a Kildaki Kiltail final and uh, you know not for the first time in, in recent years Brian Kelly that the two of them would have met in the senior final Yeah they met in the senior final two years ago with Kiltail coming out on top Kildaki really led down a marker yesterday with a brilliant performance and they'll be coming all guns blazing for Kiltail now in two weeks on Sunday October 6th and 
while Kiltaylor in the mix for six, I wouldn't rule out a surprise with Kildalki toppling them. Yeah, the but trim really put it up to Kiltail, um, in fairness, today. And, uh, you know, maybe that's that's the type of game that you need going into a final. Yeah, trim are very good today and did four or five of last year's minor teams. So that's a very young trim team. And then you'd like to have Alan Douglas and James Toha really maybe the linchpins outside of that. Neely Heffernan's a bit of a goal poacher inside a real eye for a goal. And with players like that, they had a real chance of an upset. They just probably ran out of time near the end. In the last 10-15 minutes, they got on top, but weren't able to get the goal in the second half that they needed. Yeah, and uh, for more in-depth analysis of that game, we will uh, be go. You can head on over to the Loyal Royals podcast, where um, you'll get that podcast this week with myself and Kieran Flynn. You've one more thing on a break. Yeah, that junior two hurling game that was played yesterday with Dundee and Athena. That game was actually abandoned the week before due to a serious injury suffered by an Athena player. And we just like to wish him all the best in his recovery and hopefully all goes well for him. Yeah, fair play. Um, we're going to move on now to the football results and uh, we're going to start with the preliminary quarterfinal, the Mead Potato uh, Company Intermediate uh, quarterfinal that saw Waterstown taking on uh, Ballinabracky. This game was played in Clannard yesterday, David Rispin, and uh, low scoring game, 10 points to 9 in favour of Waterstown, but none of us predicted that in our predictions last week we all went for Ballinabracky we did yeah it's it's going to be the start of um, some horrendous predictions on my behalf which I'm not really looking forward to but I suppose as you say we oh, all oh I am yeah. oh I am <laughs> I said I'm not <laughs> uh, this game was one that we all uh, chalked down as um, as a Ballinabracky win and I, I know in, in hindsight I, I remember mentioning last week and I alluded to the St. Column Kills game a couple of years ago in the intermediate semi-final when they didn't win but they really should have won in normal time but they were beaten in extra time they have this ability Waterstown to produce on, on any given or big occasion this, this performance and you don't really know where it comes from I'm not saying they don't have it in them but you look at them all year and they've kind of been stuttering and just about getting over the line in tight games to bet the two second teams they just about got over Blackall Gales who, who wouldn't be considered you know contenders so to speak Balnebracki in many people's eyes especially the way they finished the the group stages were considered to be probably favourites in, in a lot of cases they're going into Division 1 next year of the league which is which is a big thing for them but um, they, they were still without Juicy O'Connor who's um, who's obviously an in- inspirational player for them um, former county man and that and whilst they have the likes of Nicky Judge and, and Danny Quinn and that, Juicy really is still their go-to man and without him probably that gave Waterstown a bit of a, an edge and I suppose it was always going to be low scoring and tight, two teams that don't generally always you know, clock up big scores, they don't mm. really concede big big amounts either um, but f- full credit to Waterstown I mean we, we mentioned that Brian O'Connell is gone for the year or for the, probably the next 11, and that was months. that was probably the the thing that swayed all of our predictions last week in, in Ballinabracky's favour, and yeah. I suppose the fact that Ballinabracky were on in such a good vein of form, and you know coming into this game on on the back of some good results. Yeah, I, I look, I seen them against St Michael's the last day, and whilst they won, they weren't overly impressive. But I, I kind of assumed that um, Juicy would be back for them. He obviously wasn't, but I still thought they'd have enough, regardless, to get over Waterstown and. The winner obviously takes on now we're in the quarterfinal but you know full credit to Waterstown I think it's a huge result for them we've mentioned in previous years they've been battling just to get results to, to avoid relegation playoffs and the like in intermediate and there's so much there the history obviously the club and the the size of the area and everything it's great to see them back 
contending again at the right end of the championship as opposed to down the other end so um, fantastic one for them really is it really is and uh, the prize for Waterstown getting over Ballinabracky is a quarter final proper with uh, Nobber that game is going to be next Sunday the 29th of, sorry Sunday week is it no it's next Sunday yeah, yeah it's next, next Sunday. Sunday the 29th 3.45 in Trim so uh, Waterstown um, with another big game ahead of them in the quarterfinal against Nobber we'll move on now to uh, the Ferryhouse Steel um, preliminary quarterfinal that game was played uh, today in Screen that's Sunday and it uh, was Dunham or Ashburn taking on Curraha and uh, Brian Kelly um, Dunham or Ashburn uh, coming away with the victory here one goal and 12 to Curraha's nine points I know you weren't at this game yourself David Rispin was he does have some interviews that we'll get to later on. The reason why I wanted to come to you is because uh, I'm just looking back at our predictions from last week and uh, David went for Coraha. Uh, Brian Kelly, you went for a draw and then Coraha to win it after extra time. Kieran Flynn went for Coraha. And uh, yep, yeah, you guessed it, I went for Dunmore Ashburn. Aren't you bloody marvellous? <laughs> and I just wanted to stick that to you, Brian. Um, no, but a really, a really good uh, um, victory for Dunhamore Ashburn, who who've been stuttering along in recent weeks and whatever. And Coraha, who are again similar to Ballinabracky in fine form going into this game. Yeah, I think a bit like some of the cars that are parked in the field across the road. Coraha got a little bit stuck today. Oh, um, <laughs> look, it's been a good year for Coraha. They'll be disappointed with today's result. They know they're capable of better. Um, local derbies can take on a life of their own and Dunham or Ashburn have more experience in this grade than Corahan. that was probably crucial on the day uh, Absolutely, that's what I would have said as well and the fact that Dunham or Ashburn have played in uh, semi-finals and finals in, uh, of the Ferrier Steel Senior Championship in recent times David I think that kind of stood to them in the end really it, it probably did to be honest with you and the occasion it, like there was a massive crowd on screen it was, it was the biggest crowd I've seen at a club game this year and probably for, for many years and probably outside in Avon, um, considering the evening and everything it was, as you mentioned, the cars getting stuck. It was uh, Thankfully, I got out. I was in that field myself, but I just about managed to get out. Trevor Giles was there. <laughs> and you know what Trevor's like? He's just magic no matter what he does. He even got cars <laughs> that were stuck out. So, But no, uh, the thing about, and I mentioned I was standing beside Con Cleary at the game, um, Kel Selector, and we spoke about Corahav kind of been on a free roll, nearly no pressure on them. Yeah. And they've been getting results and playing well. And uh, Benny Reddy was also with us. And he mentioned that in the run that they've been on, they've never been behind in any games. We they've led the whole way. Yeah, they were behind tonight. I think they were um, five points down at half time or six points down maybe. And you know, it's a different different questions were being asked of them. They actually had to come out and chase, and they weren't leading from the front and kind of you know on a roll. And it showed the the pressure mounted on them and some of the performers who've been. You know, inspirational figures for them this year. I mean, the two young lads inside just couldn't they couldn't get the service to them. Like uh, David Toner and James McEntee, whilst they were good, they couldn't just get the ball into the lads' hands inside. So they brought Jack O'Connor out, and then he was coming too deep, and it just it just didn't work. Ashburn, you know what they're like. They're they're quite defensive, and they they play to a system and that. And once they got into that five or six point lead, they were never going to relinquish it. To be honest with you, they, yeah. they're they're cute. The experience, as you mentioned, comes in whether that's fouling, whether it's um, running down the clock or whatever. Like it, it, people say, it's gamesmanship. It's 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 experience. It's all the good teams do it. Um, that's it. It's it's it's, it's using you, the rules to your own. Done it yourself. It's, it's, it's using the rules to your own to your own. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, 
Advantage. Yeah. Advantage. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. word I was looking for. Jesus. But um, no, and it's a tough night last night. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> they'll they'll go forward now to to play Kells, and it, it's going to be completely different. I was different. just going to yeah. say a seamless link into it because uh, you had mentioned uh, the guys from Kells that you were talking to at the game, and of course they are going to have a huge interest uh, in that game today between uh, Coraha and Ashburn because they will face. Ashburn now on Saturday the 28th, next Saturday at 3.45 in Park Tolchin in the quarterfinal of the Fairhill Steel Senior Championship. And what a cracking tie that will be. Um, you know, two of the teams that have been consistently getting to semi-finals and the, the knockout stages and finals, I suppose, when you look at Dunmore Ashburn over the last five or ten years, mm-hmm. both of those teams have, uh, you know, they're nearly the ones that you pencil in straight away for a quarter-final, semi-final or final spot. They really are. They always get. They always seem to get through the group. Um, whether they go further than a quarter-final or semi-final, sometimes they come unstuck there, but one of them is going to be in the semi-final, that's for sure. Uh, I think it's a completely different game now for Dunmore Ashburn and it's something... You'll hear on the Patreon with, with Gabriel that he mentioned that he just is looking for his lads to perform and focus on what they do and not what Kells do. He, he recognises and gives respect to how good a side Kells are and everybody knows that. But they're going to be massive underdogs going into next week. They're playing the team who are, the hot, well, I won't say the hot favourites, but they're the favourites to win the championship, let alone win next week. So um, with all the injuries and unavailabilities for different reasons for Dunham Ashburn, they are going to be up against it. But it probably presents an opportunity to go in and play without pressure because sometimes when I look at them, particularly against Manalvi, they were a little bit more expansive on that tonight. But against Manalvi, I thought the the burden of favoritism weighed heavily on their shoulders. Yeah. Um, and I think they can go in and actually have a have a crack at Kells and, and see where it takes them. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you did catch up with Gabriel Bannigan after the game from Dunhamore Ashburn. And if you want to hear that interview and more in-depth analysis of uh, that game, head on over to our Patreon services, the Loyal Royals podcast. Um, they'll be coming out in the next couple of days. As I said already, we have the um, Hurlem one. Where we are going to do a preview of uh, each of the championships in the football, the junior championship, the, the Chocolatera junior championship. We're going to preview all the quarterfinals. The same in the Intermediate, uh, Mead Potato Intermediate Championship and the Fairy House Steel Senior Championship. We're going to do separate podcasts for all of the championships this week and uh, uh, also we'll be looking back at the preliminary and the relegation games and uh, we have interviews from those and as we said that Gabriel Bannigan one will be available on our Patreon service in the next couple of days so head on over and sign up for less than the price of a pint in a fairly well established uh, pub in Dublin. You can get all these extra podcasts um, every week, three to four podcasts on average every week extra uh, from the We Are Mead boys. We're going to move on now as well to the relegation. That's the two preliminary quarterfinals done in the Mead Potato Company Intermediate and in the Senior, uh, the Fairview Steel Senior Championships. So now we have relegation games and uh, there's only two of them went ahead, Brian Kelly uh, this week because the Centristown Longwood game couldn't be played because Longwood p- were playing in the Senior um, Hurling semi-final. So I presume now that that's Centralstown game and Longwood game will probably go ahead next weekend. Yeah, we think it will, but we haven't got official word from the if CCC there's a pitch, yet. If there's a pitch available. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, like it was originally fixed for Bechtiv. I know Bechtiv was unplayable tonight due to the rain earlier on, so who knows what the week will bring, what pitches yeah. will be available or what won't. So we'll see what the CCC, CCC decide on Tuesday. Absolutely. And uh, we'll just wait to have you there. Um, Friday night in um, Denor. It was uh, Wolf Tones taking on St. Pat's in the relegation battle. And uh, Wolf Tones came away with the victory here. Uh, 118 to St. Pat's, two goals and two points. And 
unfortunately for St. Pat's, they're going to be playing intermediate football next year. Yeah, for the first time since 2000, they won the intermediate championship in 2000 after losing five finals in the previous decade. Um, on the form of the other night, it'll be hard to see them getting back to a final for the next while because they were very poor on Friday. Started off really well though. Ah, they did. We they, got the two goals they early. Got, they got two goals early. One was a very well taken goal from Donald Landy. The other was a pure fluke. A long ball came in. The goalie misjudged it. Ended up in the back of the net. That's all they scored for the first half. They only got two points for the second. Ended up with 14 men. And Tones just kept the scoreboard taking over. And without ever really doing anything brilliantly, they just did enough to keep Still the scoreboard taking over. Still as well. Like. Yeah, but I think that just shows kind of nearly what they were playing against the other night. They, they didn't have to be brilliant to score 118. Right. Normally, if you put up that score in a senior game, you've put in a brilliant performance. But just the nature of the game the other night... They just were able to keep the scoreboard taking over. And I think one player who deserves to be singled out is probably Caelan Ward, who was excellent from play. He played a lot of wing back earlier in the year and he was wing forward the other night. Lovely left boot and him. He just, whatever he hit the other night, just seemed to go over every time. Seemed to take most of the freeze as well, so giving Keane so a bit of a break. Anything from the right-hand side of the pitch, he was taking. Right. Keane was taking them from, from the, the left. But yeah. centre or right, Caelan was taking them. And he was just in one of those nights... Everyone was going right from so leave them leave them with them. And looking back at our predictions from last week, we all went for Wolf Tones, so I can't slag anybody off in this one, so I can't. Um, and uh, it was Wolf Tones who came away with the victory. You managed to catch up with Keane Ward after the game, and uh, he didn't hold any punches. Um, he didn't hold them back. He he said that you know Wolf Tones uh, were were in a relegation battle on merit, basically. Yeah. You know, and he did talk about the commitment levels and stuff like that this year. Um, and a really good interview you got with him there. If I was asked to sum up the interview in two words, I'd say searingly honest. Yeah. Like, whatever he thought the other night, he said it. There was no holding back. Which That's often, way more than two words. Which you often get in interviews. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, you're right. He didn't hold back. I have to say it was a... It was a, it was a it was deadly honest, so it was, and he didn't put any blame on management or whatever. He said the players have to hold up their hands and whatever. And for that interview, again, head on over to our Patreon service, the Loyal Royals podcast. Really, really good um, interview there. And we'd like to thank Keane Ward um, for giving us that interview um, uh, on Friday night out in Dunnor. Uh, the other of the relegation games that took place was today, Sunday, and uh, it took place in Centralstown, and it was St. Column Kills against Ratkenny and uh, Column Kills came away with the victory here 15 points to Ratkenny's 10 um, Brian Kelly and I was following this on the Twitter and uh, with about 5 minutes to go the Kills put up a message or put up a, a, a tweet saying there's only 4 in it now and uh, and the Kills boys are out on their feet they they actually just ran, blew a gasket come to, come, coming close to the end of that game yeah, I think the only kills person with any energy left at that stage was James Conlon's father, Mickey. He was running over and back behind the goals. Lads, we need one more score, lads. This isn't enough. Come on, keep it going, lads. Like, he was really, he was so energetic, they really probably should have given him a jersey to talk out <laughs> because he was flying around the place. But it was just... From talking to you, he probably would have done better than some of them. <laughs> ah, no. <laughs> Potentially, but that's a little bit harsh. Um, <laughs> well, I'm only going by what you said. <laughs> <laughs> it was look relegation look, I, playoffs were all about getting the victory. Talking, talking they got you, the victory. Talking to you before off air, 
Um, and uh, I'll sum it up in two words. It was serenely honest. You've gone over two words, Demi. Well, just like you did. But uh, look, um, Colm Kills, they won't be worried about the fact that some players didn't didn't play. They did enough. The players that needed to play played it, uh, played the game, and, and they got their victory, yeah. five points. Disappointing for Kenny as well, who've... You know, just we, we spoke about them last week. They, they're just lacking. They've got really good quality in the first fifteen. It's just after the first, uh, after those fifteen, they they, they kind of just drops off the quality. Yeah, and they're probably a little bit unfortunate today. They played Brian Mead and Kayla Halligan, and to be honest, neither of them were fully fit. They were coming back from injuries. They'd yeah. missed the last game, and it was a game they couldn't afford not to play them in. But they're two lads that they needed at full tilt. And to be fair to Brian Mead, he was probably the best midfielder on show which says an awful lot about him and the commitment he has for the club. Vice-chairman, midfielder, stalwart, like anything that needs to be done in the club for the club, Brian is willing to do it. And yeah. to the extent of going out today while carrying an injury and dominating the midfield proceedings. But they just, Rakeney just don't have enough of a scoring threat up front to rack up big enough tallies to win games like today. Because kills have Ben Brennan, Graham Riley, James Conlon, Jack Reynolds. Yeah. Stephen Breen, who was a minor last year as a half-back, was a wing forward today, and he kicked a few great points. They just had kills at a greater depth of scores, and they could always rely on Banty inside to cause trouble. Well, it is Simpats and Rakenny who are going to be operating in the Mead Potato Company uh, Intermediate uh, Championship next year. And David Rispin, I suppose, looking back at the year, you know, Simpats, Rakenny, and the loser between Centristown and Longwood, you probably would have picked those as the three teams if Longwood go down as well. You probably would have been looking at those three teams maybe and saying like they'll have to get a scalp somewhere along the line if they're going to stay up. Yeah, and I suppose Rakenny and Longwood were in each other's group um, yeah. and that was Rakenny's only win. And even at that, you know, Longwood put it up to them for long parts of that game. Might, might have felt that they should have got something out of it, but I suppose... You have to look at the facts of it, and um, both of them clubs have have experienced relegation playoffs in the last few years. Um, St. Pat's by the nick of, by the skin of their teeth stayed up last year, beating Blackhall by, I think only a couple of points in in Ashburn. Um, so the writing's been on the wall, I suppose, with no influx of youth in either of them, you know, clubs, so to speak. It's. It's not helping them. Brian mentioned about Rakenny's lack of scoring threat. I'd nearly say depth as well as an issue with with squad and that. You know, the, no disrespect to the man. He's he's a club legend, but Donald Curtis kind of comes on most games for them. He's he's a man in his mid forties. Don't be ageist, you. <laughs> Don't be ageist. We won't have any ageist ageism on this on this podcast. But you know that's that's probably a problem in itself. And uh, for some Pats, I know it's it's been a problem, and I think the underage is improving, which is good to see. It's probably just as well maybe for them to go down and, and rebuild something like what Waterstown have done. It's not going to happen overnight now. It's no. it's going to take a few years. And Blackhall Gales are the same. They're they're just kind of finding their feet now in the intermediate championship. And you see Waterstown now. They just they've taken stock, taken a couple of years, and they're coming again now. These two clubs are going to be something similar, hopefully. And I suppose like if you're an intermediate team this year you want to be getting out of intermediate this year so you do because next year there's three senior teams coming down yeah. you know into intermediate and it's just going to make it even harder and so this is the year you really want to be winning an intermediate championship for the intermediate that's it that exactly there. and there's I know look at there's two junior teams going up as well so the beaten finalist cup this year which is an exception too but just a side note is you know for intermediate forwards the 
Don Kogan is going to be an intermediate footballer next year. Yeah. Which uh, I wouldn't fancy being an intermediate footballer, Mark and Don Kogan, but <laughs> that's the reality of it. And um, I'm sure he'll continue to be a driving force for them next year in intermediate football. He will indeed. And that is all the results from uh, the weekend. We just want to uh, commiserate with some Pats and Rod Kenny getting relegated down to intermediate. Well done to Wolf Tones and St. Colm Kills for, uh, uh, I suppose, uh, maintaining their senior status uh, and uh, well done to Dunmore Ashburn and Waterstown for winning their quarterfinal pre- preliminary quarterfinals over the weekend and the intermediate and the senior thanks to Gabriel Bannigan Keen Ward and Ben Brennan for the interviews as well and you get them on our Patreon service just running back over uh, to the Hurling and Camogie well done to the Kiltail ladies and winning their um, intermediate crown and thanks to Aideen Smith and Kira Donahue for uh, the interview with uh, Davy Rispin um, and of course we'll be seeing um, in the Hurling we'll be seeing Kiltail and Kildalki taking on uh, each other in the senior final the Ted Murtas senior championship final and in the Uniflu intermediate final it's going to be Clonagale against Dundry that look looks to be a cracking cracking final ahead and uh, lastly but not leastly in the um, Camogie senior final it's going to be Kilmessen taking on Nafina any other business lads for the We Are Mead podcast um, I just we Richie Quigley a big fan of the podcast is away and drinking fat frogs and holidays he, he asked for a shout out so I think it's important that we do at this time he'll be listening to us from the beach uh, tomorrow which is great I hope he's enjoying his break and just a word for um, our competition which finished on Friday night um, the Henry Cup Kilmainham yeah. defeated us in the final Uh and deservedly took the took the took the cup. Um, it was a good contest, huge crowd at it. But I suppose the most important thing, or the the best thing to see, was Sam and Declan Black were both at the game. The the two lads, um, two brothers, have been unwell, uh, this year, and uh, they've gone through you know their their battles with illness, but they're they're doing extremely well. It was brilliant to see the two guys there, and it, it would have meant a lot to them with to win that cup, um, Friday night. So fair play to Kilmainham, great sports as always, and we had good crack after it as well. You did just went to the West Way, I believe, was it? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. and uh, there was a couple of interviews taken, which I don't think they're going to make. Uh, make the cut unfortunately what we might do is if we do get those interviews I'd like to uh, thank um, um, who was it the, the Mickey Newman oh yeah Mickey Newman yeah we want to thank Mickey Newman for uh, applying for Davey Rispin's job he might just get it um, but he, he has he to send not. he has to send on that interview <laughs> yeah. so he does so that we can maybe cut out like this a couple of snippets out of it and maybe use them on the podcast um, have you anything from the minor board Mr Kelly yeah, well, first of all, uh, the second Royal House draw is next Saturday in Navin Shopping Centre. Um, it's a chance, and if you haven't got your ticket already, you've one week left to get your ticket. You could win a house for €100. Euro. You, where else could you get it? It's a fantastic prize. Um, You'd be living just down the road from our bunker as well. True. Can't tell them where the bunker is, but it's close by. Like Glenvey Properties putting up the house. Um, fantastic company, and it's a, it'll be a one... It, It'll be a wonderful prize for somebody to win. It will be, and uh, funnily enough, David Rispin works for that company, and <laughs> maybe he should have been the one uh, promoting the company and the draw, but uh, uh, well, we'll, good enough, we'll let him away with it. Uh, can, also, I, can I get your wages? Also, <laughs> uh, before we move on as well, Dunhamer Ashburn, true to their quarter-final proper now, I wonder if the credit union in Dunhamer Ashburn is going to be putting up a nice post in in uh, honour of Dunhamer Ashburn. What do you think, David Rispin? Yeah. Is, it, is it possible? I'd say that would be an ecumenical matter, Mickey. <laughs> uh, 
Well, actually, on that, it must be noted that they actually did give a financial contribution towards the Mead ladies in advance of the oh, final. Feck off, will you? No, 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 no. They didn't put up anything on their social media, so they didn't. They were good. <laughs> Look, uh, Rory, uh, Rory O'Connor came out. He did a thing in the paper during the week. There's been huge uproar since we did our podcast this day last week. Um, when uh, uh, I thought, I thought, um, um. Oh, there was a column on Waylodge's uh, post was absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, uh, wondering when the, the the credit union were going to um, put up their uh, a post for for the boys who won the Christy Ring final. You know the and then it, it just it just grew legs all week, and people even you and McKenna brought it up as well. Um, he couldn't believe that the the credit union were were congratulating Dublin on their five in a row. Look. As I said before, we all we have people from all over the country and all over the world living in Mead. But um, you know, when you're in Mead, you got to be looking after the Mead supporters and the Mead players and the whole lot. Like, and quite and fair enough, they may have made a contribution to the to the ladies, but it would have been very easy for them to uh, wish their own player, Myro Shockley, the very best of luck in an All Ireland Intermediate Final last Sunday. Oh, absolutely, and it's fine to congratulate a member, but to say Sam McGuire was coming home, um, yeah. just it. it it just grates with an awful lot of people and understandably so. Yeah. But yeah. just on a minor matter, um, congratulations to Kiltail and St. Peter's Dunboyne have qualified for the Minor Division 2 Championship Final and Trim, who will meet Ratote in the Minor Division 1 Championship Final. Harlem. Harlem. Those games are going to be played on the weekend of Saturday and Sunday, the 5th and 6th of October. Excellent. Um, I think that's it from us here on the We Are Mead podcast. Don't forget to look out for our Loyal Royals podcast with preview shows on the Chotton Terrace Junior, Mead Potato Intermediate, Ferrier Steel Senior Championship and a review of uh, the hurling from the weekend with our small ball expert, Kieran Flynn. And We Are Mead, why it matters more. <laughs> <laughs>